Nine Podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said, Ultimately, the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation. Welcome to our husband-wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. What could possibly go wrong? Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button on The Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcast. I always suspected you sneakily got your Hawaiian shirts delivered to work. We just sprung you getting one delivered. Well, you didn't spring me. I brought it in. I said, <laughs> close your eyes. I tore open the packaging. Oh. There it is. Just a vision in uh, light green and blue. Uh, and it's a magnificent shirt. It, it ticks most of the boxes. And I can't wait to wear it. Can I wash it first? It does need a wash. It, God. It smells you dusty. open it. As I said, it's got that shocking aroma. Now, you said you didn't want to wear it in case you offended your, sh- your current shirt. Mm. Do your clothes have feelings? I think clothes have feelings. So... <laughs> So recently I bought a new hoodie for with the Carlton Football Club logo right. in front of it, which I might add has not helped the team in the second half of the season. No. okay. And, and then for some reason I then bought another one. And you felt sorry for the first one? I felt one. sorry for the first one. And I felt that I should keep them apart. <laughs> why, so does, that, why doesn't this sort of empathy not extend to humans? Well, it does with some humans – but I, I'm just saying that, that I, I do believe clothes have feelings. I'm just saying if you're wearing, say, a Hawaiian shirt right. and you get too excited about a new Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> for example, the other day I cleaned out my cupboard and I threw out in the bin three old pairs of shorts and they're falling apart. I haven't worn them for a couple of years. But I, and, and the new shorts Sorry. arrived from Kmart and I... I I felt sorry for the old ones. I thought I'll just I'll just toss them in the bin and then I'll put something else on top of them so I wouldn't see them again <laughs> because I was half tempted to pull them out of the bin and, and rescue them. But I thought, no. And, of course, once the bin goes out tonight, then the shorts are well and truly in wherever things go that when they're rubbish. Um, hopefully I'll forget about them. This is a whole new level of you I didn't know about. Well, anyway, as I said, clothes have feelings right. and, and you know, even I got some new socks the other day and I had to turf out the old socks. I, and I did see a pair of your jocks in the bin. Yeah, and any underpants with holes and they're replaced by essentially the same items. Oh, so right. eventually I, you just forget about the old ones and you embrace the new ones and everything is in order. Or as the Germans say, uh, alles ist die Ordnung, Indeed. which means all is in order. So there you go. Can you apply that to washing? Why don't you apply that same love to washing the I clothes? Do. Oh, I do. do. No, I, when it comes to hanging up the washing, you just throw – it's like the dishwasher. You just throw things <laughs> in you know, where, the, where they land. Mine, it's all – it's like the Von trap of washing. Everything has its place. The longer things go on top, the shorter things go on the bottom. <laughs> You get much many more things on the washing rack. Right. Well, let's gently wash the new Hawaiian shirt. Yes. I see it's come from France. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. I mean, it is. It was made is in it Hawaii. Ma- are you sure? Does it say made in no, Hawaii? No, it says created in, in Waikiki. But so, created doesn't mean made in. No, it does. It's just oh. someone in France has bought it on a trip, taken it back to France, not worn it because the French are a bit, you know, snooty when it comes to I, most I things. I fear, Tom, it's another authentic replica. It is real. It's as real as they come. Now, we've had a few uh, messages and emails from people slipping into my DMs. One is from Dana, and it sort of marries into this beautiful clothing theme. Who has the most shoes, Elise or Tom? Oh, well, I mean, we have like a room where we keep all of our clothes. Three quarters of the room is you. One quarter is me. And the number of shoes you have that are essentially the same, 
No, they're not. They, are, they anyway, all uh, have different personalities. At least we have is like a melded Marcos, and I'm. <laughs> I am not. I'm not Ferdinand Markov, so there you go. <laughs> Your shoe collection is so obscure, though. Your love of Birkenstocks is so extraordinary. You recently had them repaired. Yes. So so if, if you like to impersonate uh, a German tourist on it's a holiday. It's a theme here because you do, do wear it with a smart, smart, smart sock. sock. Yeah, yeah. You wear it. So in winter. So yeah. some of you would just wear the Birkenstock sandal, but in winter you might team it with a sock. And um, <laughs> short or long. Mm. And, and somehow, and it's a bit weird, I admit, I've ended up with four pairs and three of them are identical. And I found this shop where rather than when they wear out, um, you get a new pair, they repair them for $100, which is cheaper than buying another pair. And so they keep the old straps so they still feel nice on your feet. And in keeping with your love of clothes that have feelings. That's right. You don't get to throw you out your You don't throw them away. And you I tried keep- fixing them myself with things like... Um, <laughs> silicon that you might use to repair a fish tank, for example, and that didn't work. But uh, and, and, and it turns out the reason the Birkenstocks keep falling apart is because I wear them to the beach and I stand in the water and they oh. said, oh, you can't do that. So really? I've had to buy a, a pair of rubber Birkenstocks separately to now wear to the beach. So, yes, I've got four pairs and I, I, I think they're quite smart as both indoor and outdoor shoes. Another pair of shoes you have that are most strange your collection of platform 70s platform well, shoes now they are worth quite a lot of money in fact <laughs> i was getting to the point where i don't actually want to wear them out anymore because you just want I, to stroke them look they, at them well they wear out so so in the mid 90s if you're dancing a lot they wear oh, out well they're hard to dance in in the mid 90s i met this guy he was probably 10 years older than me and he goes oh i've got a pair of shoes you'd like i bought them in 1975 what do you think? And he pulled them out of the box. And they're Windsor Smiths from 1975, and they're patent black leather with a sort of a checkerboard yeah, thing smart. on the front. And they've got you know three-inch heels and two inches under the rest of the foot. And they are classic 70s platform men's shoes, which is a, a style that, frankly, no one apart from maybe Kiss would wear these days. <laughs> and you have another great pair I love, and the heel is Perspex, and it's actually got a goldfish a go- in it. Not a, a plastic goldfish, sure? not a live one. They haven't just and, and, suspended a goldfish in there. Yeah, someone has had them made because there's a very funny mock black exploitation film called I'm Going to Get You Sucker. <laughs> And, and this pimp is let out of jail in the 80s and, and he, 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 he puts on all his 70s clothes, you know, his fur coat and his... Because um, he's he incarcerated in the yes, 70s, in the 70s, so he's, he's, he's missing 10 years of his, his life. He's got his flared pants and he's got these shoes which have live goldfish in the heels and he's walking down the street. That's terrible. And he's got a cane and whatever. Anyway, and a hat. And, and, and people start laughing at him and then he trips and, and, and the, the heels Pers- shatter and the fish are sort of lying oh, on the ground. Can't, no, we can't talk about So No, that's no, all right. So someone... Injuring goldfish. So, so, well, it's in a movie. It's not real. And, but and goldfish have feelings. They have I more know. feelings than wine shirts. They're not real goldfish. Anyway, uh-huh. so the, the shoes that I have, someone has watched that movie, which is a fairly obscure movie, and then gone and had a pair of platform shoes made to replicate the ones in the film. Well, we have... We have- uh, video evidence of you dancing in said shoe. And that's a skill as well. Driving a car in platform shoes Driving is a car hard. in heels is hard. Heels and wheels is my moniker and I can do it. I can drive a manual in high heels. It's hard. I, when, once, when I once drove a manual car in those shoes, I had to sit the, the, the chair or the seat back like several inches because I was that much <laughs> to account, cl- closer to the pedals. To account for the extra height. So if you have any more questions you want enlightenment about Tom's shoe collection or anything else, you can slip into my DMs. You'll find me at Elise Elliott underscore media. Reserve Bank's aggressive tightening of interest rates with more rate pain on the cards. 
What does this mean for house prices and what does it mean for young people trying to get into the market? Well, it means that young people will find yet another reason to whinge about the state of the world. So house prices have gone up dramatically in the past few years. We've had very cheap interest rates. Suddenly interest rates are going up and, yeah, maybe house prices will drop a little bit. But the point is it means that it's probably now harder to buy a house. And whenever I speak to young people, they've got a litany of excuses about, oh, I can't get into the market. It's too expensive. Interest rates are too high. Uh, I, I can't live too far away. I've got a hex debt. You know, I've got to pay for credit card. I want to go to Bali for the holidays. I want to smash the avocados on Saturday morning with all my mates. And, and they state in this perpetual state of, of anger as to why they can't get into the housing market. But, I mean, at least it was forever thus. Well, it was, in, in our day, dare I say, pretty tough. Interest rates were cripplingly high. Much higher. And unemployment was much higher. Much higher. And, you know, back then people go, oh, houses were cheaper. But, I mean, the bank wouldn't lend you any money. And uh, I bought my first house in the early to mid-90s and the interest rate was 7%. And it went up to 10% in the first six months. And I had to sell my car because I couldn't afford it. And, and, and the other thing is, I've got this theory, so a lot of young people use this as an excuse for, oh, I'm just going to stay at home with mum and dad. And yeah, you get people in their 30s, and in some cases their 40s, still living with their ageing parents. And I just think it's like a giant failure to launch. Like, like, like <laughs> leaving home at a young age is surely part of growing oh, up. My Italian friends have a word for it, mamuni. They're the boys that live at home with their mums. And why would they leave? It's so good. You've got Netflix on tap. You've got all your washing, washing done. You've meals. got home-cooked meals. Oh. You've got all the mod cons. You've got the car. They've got the garage. And the problem is, is the longer you get used to living in a really nice house, like your parents' house when they're in their 50s or 60s is probably the best house they've ever had, almost certainly. And so the kids get used to that and they become friends with their parents rather than a son or a daughter. And suddenly the reasons to leave, and here's the other thing, of course, parents these days seem remarkably tolerant to having, you know, the special friends stay the night. That just didn't happen in our day. No way. No. God, wasn't spoken about. It just (laughs) just didn't happen. No, if you're going to do it, go to the drive in like we did. I mean, (laughs) we didn't even get that far. Are you kidding? Anyway, so I, I, but I mean, I left home at 18 because my parents divorced. This this is where we've got to bring out the mini violin. Uh, But uh, they both bought new houses, and neither house seemed to have a bedroom for me in it. (laughs) But that was all right. That just seemed normal. Most yeah. of my friends left home, at, you know, certainly before the age of 21. Well, certainly prematurely booted out of the nest. And I was very ill-equipped to, to live alone. I'd never budgeted in my life. Like no. suddenly I had to go, what toilet paper's cheaper? What am I going to cook for dinner? What do you mean I've got to pay rates? Yeah, so I think perhaps education about how to – how to how to live away like, from your like parents. Like maybe this should be a course at school. Like we're going to cook four basic but you know edible and nutritious things. Yeah. This is how you budget. I don't know. This is how you iron a shirt. Um, mm. Just just things like that 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 young people seem simply unable to do, and they don't want to do it because yeah. if they stay at home, they don't, they don't have to do it. What about things like changing light globes, drill, fixing the car? Just basic sort of DIY stuff around the house would be good too. Absolutely. But I, I do think that like – and here's the other thing. Like when you're living in a shared house where – oh, my God, like I lived in one where the only form of heating was, was fire, open fireplaces. And one day <laughs> I, I, I washed all my clothes, my socks, my jocks, my T-shirts, all the important things – and, and I thought, oh, I'll just leave them on the, the, the fire grate to dry. And yeah. they've got a fire going. I came home. They'd all caught fire. 
And all I have is a few bits of charred elastic left. It was the remains that, of my underpants. And you take on burning ring of fire. Yeah. Just this, the, the, the ring of your undies. That's right. Smoldering. To this, to this day, one of my former housemates, <laughs> he still remembers he came home and he just said, oh, so you've been cooking your jocks again, you know. <laughs> but, that, but that was good. I know. I lived in a house in Tassie. And one wall was a tarpaulin because they were renovating but ran out of money. That's right. And so that's okay. We, we, we yeah. had, our landlady decided to demolish the kitchen. We just didn't tell or ask us, just said, I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah. And all we had, we had an electric barbecue out on the back veranda. And that was for six months. That's all we had. You know, we wanted to boil water, bang, kettle on the electric yeah. barbecue. So do you think for today's kids sort of going straight from mum and dad's house to straight to being married and living with your partner, they're missing out on a, a vital chapter? In their lives. Well, things like, you know, having to label your food in the fridge, having to put a sticky note, Tom's beer, you know, that sort of thing. Like, it's just... It yeah, is, but you know what? You eat everyone's food here at work. I know. As well, if that's going to work in a shared house. I know. But, but again, that's part of the fun, isn't it? That working here at 3AW <laughs> is like living in a shared house with a lot of very strange people. So how about that? So what, what's the solution? The solution is boot them out. Oh, and if, and if they're not booted out... boot our own daughter out? National service. Would everyone love to hear Ron Burgundy play some jazz flute? So, at least the other day I read a, an article by Kathy Lett. She was the, the lady who co-wrote Puberty Blues yes. back in the late 70s, the sort of Bible for growing up in that decade. And, and she was... Talking about the different way that men and women speak, really about the way that women speak and how men fail to understand it. So, for example, I've noticed that both you and our daughter will often say, it's fine, or I'm fine, or fine. But I, but I sense that actually you're not fine. Now, now, what's really going on? When a woman says she's fine, she's not fine. And I think you've got to ask her three times and then she'll tell you why she's not fine. Right. So that's that. So why not just say I'm 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 upset. Because you've angry. got a mind for the answer, and we want you to really understand and listen. See, I fear a lot of what I say is white noise, and you have selective hearing. Because I'll say stuff, and it doesn't even it doesn't well, even compute. Well, it is a biological fact that men's hearing um, cuts out in the in the higher ranges of voices. So we would probably struggle to hear some of the notes that the BGs would sing. <laughs> And it also is, explains why it is often it, – it's not, it's not our choice. It's not done on purpose. But we struggle to hear sometimes things like if a woman is shouting at you. Oh, no. We just don't, don't hear it. <laughs> I've quite a deep voice and it's oh, no, still it's no excuse. No excuse. A, a friend of mine, having been dumped a few times by girls, he realised that when a girl said to him, we need to talk, oh. that meant that he was soon headed for the high jump. And so he, he – if a girl said to him, a girl who's going out with, we yeah. need to talk, he'd just say, you dropped. Oh, he'd get in first. Yeah, you dropped. You dropped. Now, does, that, does we need oh. to talk, does that mean you're about to be No, I don't, but it means something big is on the something agenda. Something bad is Yeah, happening. so we need to talk is not like, are you going to the footy this weekend? That is, we need to talk is a, a serious red flag. So, so what, strap yourself in. So what are some of the other ones? What, what, um, what are the things that women say that don't mean what you think they would mean? When you ask how much did you pay for that – to which you respond, it was 30% off, and I go, yeah, but off what? <laughs> Correct. It means it's expensive. And if I say I saved 200 bucks on this, I only paid 80 you will say? Well, it's still $80. Still, it's still $80. Yeah. So there's that sort of disconnect with um, purchases. Continuing the purchases theme, do you, if you say, is that new, 
even if it's new, a woman will say, oh, this old thing. You've had it for ages. Had it Did for you have ages. It? No, it's brand it's new. new. Okay. It's brand new. So there's that. Um, if you ask, can I go out with the boys tonight? Yeah, and you would say, just do whatever you want. Yeah. Correct. I go, great. Come home at four in the morning. <laughs> and then it's, suddenly it's not okay. <laughs> I know. So you're supposed to go, no, I won't. I'd rather stay at home with yeah. you. <laughs> and oh, watch okay. Persuasion. You know, um, there's another one where you know, if if I say, "What would you like for your birthday?" and you just say, "Just anything," or "Don't bother," yeah, no. but but I've learnt that, like, if I really don't bother, it, it, even yeah. though I've fulfilled your wish, yeah. it it's not okay. So if I say, "Don't bother," do bother. bother. Um, when you answer questions like, "Does my new haircut look nice?" always answer yes. Yes. Does my bum look okay in this? Yes. Always answer yes. So there's just a few where they're not even questions, really. Well, well in fact, just on, on hair being done, I've, I've found with women that, including you, that if I just every now and then say, oh, have you had your hair done or have you done something special yeah. with it? Even if they haven't, they go, oh, no, but oh, thank you. Yeah, and, see, and that, you net that can't go wrong. Never, you can't go wrong. So if you say, gee, your hair looks nice, you go, oh, great. And Whereas, then I go, oh. You see, I went to the gym the other night with my, you know, my male friends and one of them said, you need a haircut, get it done by next week. And I said, thanks for telling me. That's that, you know, it's, it's simple, <laughs> yeah, straight to the point. I know. So, look, women's language is far more nuanced. I agree and admit it's very confusing for men. But if you had that little checklist, you can't really go wrong. Maybe there needs to be an app for it or even a translator, a translator app. When a woman goes fine, you put it in. Fine. She's not fine. Not fine. Don't you think? Can well, I go I out with so. my mates? The answer is no. No. <laughs> don't, don't even bother asking. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm on Burgundy. For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Recently, four women on television wore the same shade of blue and people were up in arms about this sartorial misstep. Now, this wouldn't happen to guys, would it? Well, no, it doesn't. And I'll explain why in a moment. But, but I, I remember a few years ago, there was an incident on another TV show where three women were all wearing white jackets and, and the lead host got went absolutely bananas about it, insisted that the others changed and whatever. And anyway, it all got caught and leaked and it was very, very embarrassing. I need Julie to put a jacket on because we're all in white. I asked, her, <laughs> I asked her before we came on, Julie, you need to put a jacket on. If it's an issue, I can, I can get on yeah, out of here. It is an issue. Go and grab a jacket. I... <sighs> Jenny, someone, uh, someone able to grab me a jacket, please. But see, the funny thing, if you look at like a formal event, so, you know, black tie, which we don't wear much these days. So when we do that, the men all look identical. Yeah. You know, black suit, you might have single-breasted, double-breasted, that's about it. White shirt, white bow tie, you know, so on. Whereas women, you know, it's the very opposite. You're desperately trying to look different and there's only so many options. Or, or if you go to Derby Day at the Spring mm. Racing Carnival in Melbourne, you're supposed to wear black and white. Now, if you're a woman, I mean, I just would have thought the choices available are pretty limited. But the funny thing is when two men turn up wearing the same thing, they go, oh, you've got good taste too. That's, that's you know, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's an affirmation that we, we're both stylish uh, men. <laughs> but for women, it seems to be the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, if you're caught out wearing the same dress, it, it's a problem. I think women actually put the pressure on women more than men putting the pressure on I women. I can tell you, if, if every woman in the room turned up wearing the same dress, the men would say, oh, well, that's fine. It's like us. Yeah. Nothing to see here, move on. But we, women just don't like it. It would be a fashionista fiasco if that happened. And that is why I think women pay more for clothes. Because, you know, if, if men can all just wear the same thing, then it gets cheaper and cheaper to make. But women have to have something that's almost like tailor-made and different every single time. Well, that's carte blanche for me to now have a more extensive wardrobe. So when women all rock up 
on TV wearing the same thing? Is it because they dress themselves and no one says anything or do they have wardrobe people who make these decisions and who have maybe stuffed up that day or what? No, look, the, the wardrobe people would dress perhaps the host, some of the reporters, guests dress themselves generally. Um, if it's last minute and a breaking story, fashion's the last thing on your mind. Certain jobs I do, you've got to tailor your outfit. So if I'm, I'm racing fast cars, I'm going to be wearing some spunky hot leather. If I'm doing something different, I might be wearing something a bit more posh. Um, so, look, it really depends. Uh, but I think we need to look beyond how Cause, people... Because I remember Carl Stefanovic wore the same suit every day for a year. I must say, and no one noticed, but it was never explained... Like, did it not, you know, let's be honest, smell a bit after a month or so that, that he hadn't, you know, there's no room or time to dry <laughs> clean sure, it. I'm sure he went to a rapid dry cleaner. Yeah, maybe. That's right. I, I think having met Carl a couple of times, maybe he didn't, but who knows. But, it, but the interesting point is, is that he, he, he wore the same, I think it was a navy blue suit, every day on, on the show for a year that he does, and no one noticed. Do you think his suit had feelings as well, Tom? Well, if it did, it would love him <laughs> because it would say, I am the only item of clothing this man wears. He obviously loves me and he wears me every single day. That's beautiful, darling. Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elliott Exchange wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and share it with your friends. Follow me, Elise Elliott underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliott Exchange. Slide into my DMs if you have a question. We'll put it to Tom next week. And Tom, sweetheart, if only you could extend the love you have of your clothes to me. Julie noted.